check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the Adi Zero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. You're listening to Wellness Talk with your host, George Batista. the show this week. This is Wellness Talk, the show that goes over the latest in health and healing, nutrition, fitness. Glad you guys could be with me and hope you had a nice week and are enjoying um, your weekend. Um, Wellness Talk, as always, uh, is a show that gives you the latest in health and healing and normally we do that every week and every now and then I kind of vary it a little bit and I'll do um, something a little bit different. Uh, And I've done a couple of classes on the air uh, in the past, and I said that you know every now and then I'm going to do that. And this week, I'm going to do a, a little more of a classroom on the air type of thing, where this week my focus is going to be basically on cardiovascular health, as it has to do with uh, has to do with blood pressure and cholesterol, and just generally keeping yourself healthy. And uh, why you need to keep your, you know, your heart as healthy as possible, and the things that you can do, the problems that we encounter, as far as uh, heart health in general, as uh, you know, as it can be a weak spot for a lot of people. So um, I thought I would do today again, you know, a little bit something a little bit different, where I'm just going to focus on cardiovascular health and 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 what what are the problems, what we can do. And, uh, you know, how we can reverse some things, too, as well. Okay, so this is something, again, more of a classroom where you can kind of share with your friends and family if uh, you know anyone who's dealing with these types of issues. Or if you yourself are dealing with it, or if it's something that you don't want to deal with uh, as you get older, uh, then, you know, take some of these tips with you and, and use them uh, as, uh, as much as you can. So, that's the idea for this week. And I hope you guys get some good information from it. Um, first of all, so kind of dive right into it. I have some notes with me, but basically most of my talk is just going to be coming from, you know, just from the heart, basically. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you, you know, kind of some facts, first of all, as well, regarding to, you know, cardiovascular disease in general. And, and the issue is, and why I bring this up as well, is because, you know, I... I, not only members of my family, especially the older members of my family, but also people that I help in general, a lot of people ask me as far as, you know, what are the different ways they they can help their heart. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, as you get older, heart heart issues tend to become a weak spot. And, uh, you know, blood pressure issues and cholesterol issues, especially as people, you know, 
get into their, you know, late into the Middle Ages, uh, and, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be that way. And I know some people have kind of genetic weaknesses uh, in those areas. And then that's all the more reason uh, why I say you need to take care of that early on in life if you can, and to keep that heart strong, obviously. So I'm going to give you a, a little bit of uh, some facts here. Uh, first of all, you, around 600,000 people die of heart disease in the United States every year. That's about one in every four deaths. Okay, uh, Heart disease is the leading cause of death uh, for both men and women. More than half of the deaths due to heart disease in 2009 were in men. Now, coronary heart disease is the most common type of heart disease. It kills, uh, it kills more than 385,000 people annually. Every year, about 750,000 Americans have a heart attack. Now, of these, 525,000 are the first heart attack, and 190,000 happen in people who already had one before. And then, coronary heart disease alone costs the United States about a, one, uh, $108 billion, that's with a B, billion dollars every year. Okay. Now... There's also breakdowns by statistics and all that. I'm not going to get into all that stuff. But those are just some general facts as far as heart disease. Now, what are the main issues? What are the issues that we're dealing with when it comes to heart disease? I mean, obviously, part of the issue these days is people, you know, especially heart disease generally used to be more uh, an older person's illness you know people getting to their 60s and 70s are starting getting issues with their hearts and problems like that but now we're seeing that people you know 30s and 40s are having are having heart problems not only heart problems but they're having symptoms that actually start to lead them towards the heart disease uh you know that that whole heart disease spectrum you know so they whether it's they're dealing with now high blood pressure, they're dealing with cholesterol issues, they're dealing with arrhythmias, they're dealing with all different things like that. And you're talking about people, you know, in their 30s who never had, you know, back in the day, people in their 30s to have these types of issues regularly was, was ridiculous. You know, now it's actually more commonplace than people think. And think about this. There was a study um, roughly, this I, I think I did this, this past year, it was a study on obese um uh, uh, adolescents, okay, these were, you know, these were teenagers, and they actually looked at the functions of their hearts. Now, they were obese, but they looked at the function of their hearts, and they realized that their hearts were only functioning at a certain capacity. In other words, their their valves and their hearts were actually not functioning properly, and they, they had reduced heart function. Now, these were people that didn't have any, and they didn't have any high blood pressure, they didn't have any uh, cholesterol issues or anything like that, but they did have reduced heart function because of the obesity in general. So just being obese and being young starts to kind of set you on a path towards, you know, problems that could arise later on. You know, the the high blood pressures and the cholesterols and all those things will eventually lead to heart disease. So that, that literally, can, if you're not managing it when you're, you know, 16, 17 years old and you're having those problems, right away you're, you're, you're starting on the wrong foot. So that's why... These days, uh, you know, you really have to kind of watch what's going on here. There's trends that are happening, um, which are not good. So, again, what are the issues? Okay, well, when you're dealing with heart disease, you're dealing with cardiovascular health in general, you're dealing with the, the 
generally the main issues would be things like, you know, cholesterol. Okay, uh, they they label the good cholesterol, the bad cholesterol. People have, you know, things like arterial sclerosis and atherosclerosis and hardening of the arteries and cholesterol problems and things like that that can end up blocking the arteries and causing major heart problems. And then you have other things like blood pressure. Blood pressure, uh, blood pressure goes up for whatever reason and, and stays up. Then you're dealing with you know prehypertension and hypertension and you know those things and and of course when you if you're dealing with things for example like blood pressure you know you go to the doctors and the doctors what they give you is most of the time they'll give you medications and if they see it's uh, you know long-term blood pressure issues they'll give you things like diuretics uh, they'll give you cal you know or they'll give you things like calcium channel blockers those work to relax and widen the arteries they'll give you beta blockers which are more, they work more by beat, uh, by weakening the heart, so the heart doesn't pump as strong as 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 it you know as uh, it, it normally is. This way, it actually helps to reduce the blood pressure. Or they'll give you things like ACE inhibitors, which are you know which like they're kind of like they work to relax and widen the arteries as well. So, of course, these are riddled with side effects, and, and you know really not designed to be you know not not really designed uh, for use for uh, you know the whole your whole life, but people are using them their whole life. So let's look at certain issues. Let's look, first of all, the cholesterol theory, for example, okay? Um, the theory of cholesterol, you know, in the mainstream is basically says that cholesterol is a, you know, cholesterol is this substance, uh, and it's mostly, it's mostly to blame, or it's, you know, one of the things that's to blame for a lot of coronary problems. And what it does is basically causes plaque to build up in your arteries, on the walls of the arteries, which eventually starts to kind of narrow the arteries and then eventually causes restrictive blood flow and can cause a blockage, which can lead to a heart attack and things like that. Okay, so that's kind of the cholesterol. And of course, they, they cite LDL cholesterol as the culprit, and then they'll give you statin drugs or for example, to stop that LDL cholesterol from even being made in general, and uh, you know to 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 stop that whole situation. So uh, let's look at the real issues regarding cholesterol first, because you know a lot of people don't know these things. So, for example, you have cholesterol. Okay, we know that cholesterol is in your body, and it serves a very important purposes. We have, um, you know, just general cholesterol throughout your body, which actually gives your cells a three-dimensional structure. Cholesterol is responsible for, uh, you know, a ton of things in your body, okay? It helps to synthesize a lot of things. It's involved with vitamin D synthesis. It's involved with hormone synthesis. It's involved with many, many things in your body that go on, okay? And um, it's it's very important. If you didn't have cholesterol in your body, you would, you wouldn't survive because cholesterol is very important. Then we have what's called uh, LDL cholesterol and HDL cholesterol. LDL is normally the one that's considered bad. LDL cholesterol, basically, what it is is uh, think of LDL cholesterol as a transport system. Okay, think of it as a uh, as a you know as a as a ship transporting you know things. So, for example. Well, when your body, when you when you take in things like uh, fat soluble nutrients, your vitamin E's, your vit your your fatty acids, and 
uh, vitamin D's and all these types of things that are in your body and your fats and your proteins and things like that. Um, your liver will load up LDL cholesterol and will uh, the LDL cholesterol will take it out throughout your body and transport it to certain places. That's what it does. It's a transport system to get certain nutrients all around your body. That's what it's designed to do. Okay. Now, does that mean that LDL cholesterol is necessarily bad? No, LDL cholesterol is, is a good thing. Now, here's the problem with LDL cholesterol. LDL cholesterol can get damaged. Okay, that's one of the issues. It can get damaged while it's doing its work. Okay, and LDL cholesterol can also be used by your body to do patch-up work. So, for example, you have you have your arteries. Okay, and you have within your arteries you have an endothelial lining. Okay, so it's it's kind of like the 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 lining of the inside of each arteries, and and, and those endothelial linings have a muscle. There's muscle in there. Okay, and you have the, this lining in, in there. So, so for example, if you have issues with endothelial lining, you know, problems with endothelial lining, uh, let's say you have a scar in there, or let's say you have some kind of damage to your endothelial lining, one of the things your body does is it actually will use cholesterol to help patch up that damage. And that's one of the reasons why cholesterol actually goes and and starts to build up on the inside of an endothelial or uh, endothelial lining, okay? Because it helps to patch up that damage. Now, why would you have a damage to your endothelial lining? That's a that's a better question, right? So, think about this: your endothelial lining, okay? You have, like I said, you have muscle within the within the arteries and you have the your endothelial lining in there okay but there could be problems with that because you have what's called in your endothelial lining what's called endothelial nitric oxide okay this is a this is a compound within the arteries that actually helps your arteries to relax so for example when you're when you're you know the blood pumping through these arteries okay and your arteries are contracting and relaxing contracting and relaxing that time as blood's going through if that endothelial if that endothelial nitric oxide is not working properly or you're or you're deficient in the endothelial nitric oxide you uh, over time that artery is not going to be able to um, you know relax as as it's supposed to so what it does it starts to contract or it starts to kind of get a more of a stiffening to it, okay? So that's one of the problems that happens. Now, if you're lacking in that, they can, there can be a, uh, they can, you know, that can lead to endothelial damage. That could deal, you know, lead to damage in the muscle lining and the endothelial lining. So what what LDL cholesterol will do many times is your body will use the LDL cholesterol that's floating around in your blood to help to start actually to patch up some of the damage if there's damage in that endothelial lining. Now, why would you have problems with the endothelial lining? Well, one of the things, one of the things that actually uh, can lead to endothelial uh, nitric oxide depletion would be an acidic body. So, for example, you have again, you have muscle within that artery. That muscle, over time, if it's if it's if it becomes acidic, and that that can be through diet. That can be through you know many things that you're ingesting. If it does become acidic, eventually it can build up lactic acid. That lactic acid eventually can make things more acidic, eventually to deplete 
your endothelial nitric oxide and start to cause damage within the arterial walls. Okay, so you got to see, look at this as a progression, little by little. Okay, so that's why you want to make sure you're you're taking in certain nutrients. To, there, there are certain nutrients, and we'll go over it later on. Certain nutrients that you can take to actually help to to help to keep that that nitric oxide uh, doing its job. Okay, so that's that's one of the keys there. Okay, endothelial nitric oxide, which you know can lead to damage in the arterial walls. Now, so the plaque will start to build up, basically, and then as, as the damage goes on and on, more and more plaque will build up, what eventually will start to constrict the arteries and narrow the blood flow, okay? And if, of course, if you narrow the blood flow in the artery and the artery's, you know, a little more stiffer than it's supposed to be because now it's not contracting, the heart now, your heart, which is pushing blood through those arteries, now has to say, hey, we're not able to get as much blood flow through those arteries anymore. We've got to do some more work now. So your heart is actually designed to uh, start pumping harder. Because remember, at all costs, your heart is your heart needs to work to push those to push that blood through your body to make sure the oxygenated blood gets to where it's supposed to go. So as your blood uh, as your blood pressure as your blood is going through there if it's constricted your heart is going to pump harder which is what it's going to what what's going to happen it's going to cause your blood pressure to go up okay so one problem can lead to another okay so this is part of the problem that goes on with cholesterol LDL cholesterol specifically and this is really why a lot of the reason why people have um people have uh, labeled LDL cholesterol as the bad cholesterol. LDL cholesterol can also get damaged by other things, by viral infections, it can get damaged, it can get damaged by acidity, it can get damaged by a lot of things, okay? But you have to remember that there is an underlying cause to why the LDL cholesterol gets damaged or is used to repair damage. Okay, there is an underlying problem going on that was there before it started. Now, of course, what the Western medicine, medical community wants you to believe is that LDL cholesterol shouldn't be there in the first place. We don't know why it's there, and when it does go out, it causes trouble. It should be knocked out. It should be damaged. So here's a drug. Take this drug for the rest of your life so we can knock out that contact from cholesterol, and you can go on your way. Well, you know, that's their A to B theory. The issue with that is, well, when you're dealing with statin drugs, also you're dealing with anti-energy drugs, you're dealing with drugs that can lead to uh, cataracts, you're dealing with drugs that can lead to tendon ruptures and muscle weakness and low energy, uh, depletion of certain minerals in your body, uh, things like coenzyme Q10 and things like that. So, you know, when you're dealing with getting on statin medications for those types of things, you're dealing with, an, uh, you know, you're dealing with uh, something that can cause other problems in general, okay? So, you know, and then we have HDL cholesterol. HDL cholesterol is the quote-unquote good cholesterol. that It's designed to go through your system, pick up the LDL cholesterol that has done its job, bring it back to the liver for recycling so it can be used again. Okay? Um, again, cholesterol serves purposes in your body. Period. Okay, and most of your and your body's going to make the majority of the cholesterol it wants to make anyway. Although there's only a small percentage of cholesterol that actually comes in through diet. So, that's one of the things that 
we deal that you're you're dealing with. That's the you know that's the actual theory of that's the actual purposes of cholesterol versus the quote unquote cholesterol theory. Then you have uh, your high blood pressure. Now high blood pressure tends to be really if you look at it, it's I like to think of it uh, as more of a physics problem <laughs> uh, than anything else. Uh, now. The Western medicine's way of looking at high blood pressure is this. Your blood pressure's gone high. We have no idea why it's high. It could be stress. It could be this. It could be that. But uh, here's, a, uh, here's a pill so we can knock down uh, your, your, your blood pressure and keep it stable. And then you can go through your life and living your life with, uh, with the blood pressure medication. Or maybe you're eating, you're eating too much salt. So don't eat so much salt. And here, uh, here's the medication on top of that. Again, that's an A to B, a to B approach. But... As I've said on this show many times previously, blood pressure in and of itself, high blood pressure, is not in and of itself a disease, which they like to categorize it. Blood pressure, high blood pressure in and of itself is a symptom of something going on. The reason why your blood pressure is up is because there's, there, there is a reason for it. Okay, Of course, Western medicine doesn't like to go through the actual reason that your blood pressure is up or that you have high cholesterol or whatever it is. They just like to go to uh, how do we treat that symptom, okay? So, why could your blood pressure be high? Well, you know, there could be, there could be many reasons. Uh, you know, just to cite quick reasons. Number one, it could be stress, okay? Why? Stress causes a constriction in your body, constricts the arteries, constricts the veins, constricts things. If you have a constriction in your body, uh, eventually that can lead to high blood pressure, you know, hypertension, that type of thing, because you're, 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 you're raising cortisol, you're raising all the stress hormones, you're constricting the body, the heart has to pump harder. Just think about the, the fight or flight response that your, that your heart goes through. So for example, if you're getting, if you're getting attacked by a saber-toothed tiger, your blood pressure is going to go up because your heart is racing now. And this is, back you know back in the uh, evolutionary days but now it could be when you're fighting with your boss or fighting with your spouse and your the blood pressure is going up because the fight or flight response is kicking in everything's constricting the blood's now flowing to certain areas of the body um and you know you're getting flush red and all these types of things okay blood pressure goes up now in, in normal cases blood pressure goes up and you know comes back down but if your blood pressure's elevated in a long uh, you know, for a long period of time, then you start to get into hypertension and that type of thing. So, stress can do it. Again, blockages in the artery due to the uh, due to cholesterol can do that as well. Okay. Um, other things, excessive caffeine, which ramps up your ramps up your nerves, can lead to high blood pressure. Um, you know, uh, smoking smoking has been known to lead to high blood pressure as well. Okay, but you know. This, you know, hardening of the arteries, uh, constricted arteries, even malfunctioning kidneys. Your kidneys also regulate blood pressure as well, okay? Um, when it has to do with, uh, you know, the uh, depletion of water, the depletion of, of, of salt, okay, in your body or and things like that, right? So, these are, you know, these are general things that can lead to, to high blood pressure. But now, here's the thing. At the end of the day, like I said, high blood pressure is a physics problem. Why? Because there is a constriction. Again, the, the, your, your, your heart has to pump harder to get the blood growing through. That means there's some kind, there's a reason why your blood's not going through in the first place. Okay? So 
your, that's why your blood pressure goes up. Whether it's the stress, whether it's the constriction of the arteries, hardening, hardening of the arteries, formation of plaque, or whatever it is, but your blood pressure, your the blood, you know, the the heart has to push push the blood pressure to go through. So, you know, those are general ideas. Unless you have specific kidney damage, um, that can lead to it as well. Now, so you know, those are the types of issues that that generally you deal with. Um, another one could be what's called uh, fat blobs, okay, or uh, triglycerides. Triglycerides uh, are basically um, are fat in your blood, basically, to, uh, and you know you make triglycerides normally when you eat, okay. And what they are is um, it's fat and sugar kind of linked together, okay. That's what, it, and and they you know you make them normally when you eat. But what happens is people eating diets high in fat, high in sugar. Um, basically, or, or you know, who are overeating these types of things, then you know your body produces too many triglycerides. The problem with the triglycerides is that if they get out of hand, they can start to gum up the system. They can start to block certain systems in your body, and they can block leptin from getting into your brain. They can block a lot of different types of uh, things that you know, a lot of different types of. Uh, um, you know processes in your body that you need to and you need to clear those out okay so that's another issue that you're dealing with okay so one of the best ways to clear out triglycerides is to have your body burn them and and you know so when you're not eating or you're eating and you're leaving space between your meals that's one of the ways that you can burn triglycerides but you gotta you know not overeating is actually lead to more triglyceride problems okay and they tend to they tend to go hand in hand with blood pressure. It tends to go hand in hand with cholesterol and things like that. So, so those are generally just things that we, you know, that you deal with when it comes to the heart. You know, and there's there's variations in that. Obviously, there's a there's in be, there's, there's shades of gray in between those things. But those are the major things. How do we fix those, or how do we get ourselves back into a good trend? Well, obviously, number one, of course, is the exercise. Exercise. Why is exercise going to make a big difference? Because number one, it's going to start to uh, make the blood flow better. Period. Okay, it's going to get your blood flowing. It's going to start to move that blood through the arteries properly, the way it's supposed to go. All right. Number two, it's going to start to bring down, you know, blood pressure because it's going to start to help with uh, with um, widening of the arteries. It's going to start to help with um, lowering the cholesterol. It's going to start Start lowering, uh, start lowering everything. So you know, but you need to do this on a long-term basis. So the exercise is going to be key to doing this. Intense exercise is the best game, but whatever exercise you can do, as long as you're doing it consistently, is going to start to help you get through that. Okay, what are the nutrients you can take? Okay, let's talk about it. Uh, coenzyme Q10, one of the best nutrients you can take to keep your heart in good shape. And, I'm, and these things, I'm, I'm saying start to do these things earlier in life, not later in life. But, I mean, even if you start them later in life, it's fine. But the earlier you start, before you get the problems, the less of a chance you have of getting problems in the first place. Coenzyme Q10, one of the best things to take. Why? Because coenzyme Q10 is one of the best things to actually keep your nitric oxide, your endothelial nitric oxide, running properly. Okay? That's what coenzyme Q10 does, okay? You gotta remember, uh, nitric oxide regulates blood pressure uh, function and determines the ability of your arteries to relax, okay? But now, if it's depleted, 
by stressors, your blood pressure starts to rise and so on and so forth. So, so number one, coenzyme Q10 is going to help with that. Number two, coenzyme Q10 is going to help with um, heart rhythms. It's going to start to, st start to stabilize the rhythms of the heart to make sure you're not getting any kind of arrhythmias, things like that. Okay, very very important. Okay, that's that's coenzyme Q10, and it's going to strengthen your heart in general. Remember, your body produces a certain amount of coenzyme Q10 by itself, but as you get older, it depletes. And remember, a lot of the nutrients deplete as you get older in general. So, if you're if if as you're getting into your 40s and your 50s, coenzyme Q10 production goes down, which means your energy goes down because coenzyme Q10 is also responsible for energy production within the cells. So, if you want energy, if you want good energy in the cells, and if you want your heart to be functioning properly, CoQ10 very very important. Next, vitamin E. Vitamin E very very important. Helps to thin the blood. Um, that goes along with DHA, the omega three fatty acid. Why? That's going to help to. That's going to help to uh, to stabilize uh, any inflammation in your body. It's going to help again. It's going to act as a blood thinner. And it's going to help with the brain issues. It's going to help with any kind of cardiovascular heart issues. Make the blood flow properly. Next, magnesium. Magnesium, again, another one that's very important for endothelial nitric oxide and the relaxation of that. Magnesium also helps to um, relax your muscles, helps to give you that relaxing effect, helps with, with the production of, um, helps to deal with um, lactic acid. So if you have buildup of lactic acid in your arteries, magnesium is going to help with that. It's going to help, you know, continue the production of uh, nitric oxide. Hawthornberry. Hawthornberry, one of the things used in Europe, and they use that regularly for heart patients. Hawthornberry also helps to smooth out the signals of the heart, helps to relax the heart, helps to, the heart pumping in general, and helps to keep the heart strong. Okay, uh, these I would say are your basics. Other things like other things you can add on top of that. Obviously, adequate vitamin D has been shown to keep your blood pressure uh, in check as well. But those, I would say, are the main ones, the main guys that really, really can help you. If you're taking those, or if you're taking them in a good multivitamin, you're taking a combination of those things, and you, you know, that's going to help you in general as far as not getting into these problems in the first place, to keep your heart functioning properly, okay? So we have exercise, we have nutrition, obviously, we have diet. Diet is, you know, obviously, not, you know, extremely important in the situation. So you want to let go of a lot of these canola oils. Uh, canola oil, for example, is kind of a, is kind of a GMO oil. Uh, so you want to let go of these, of these, uh, you know, really, really fatty things like the chips, uh, all those types of things. You know, let go of that. Try to minimal, minimize that as much as possible in your diet. The sugars. The sugars, you don't realize that sugar also caramelizes in your body. Sugar also causes buildup in your body. Remember, sugar also helps to build up triglycerides, help to gum up the system, which can also lead to heart problems as well, okay, excess sugar. So bring down the consumption of sugar as well. That's going to be a big deal. Um, you know, intake of more fruits and vegetables, obviously, That's, that goes without saying. Uh, good quality protein. Good quality protein is going to help in general stabilizing this whole, you know, kind of rounding out as a whole protocol. Good quality protein is going to help round it out in general. But these are the issues. 
Okay, so you know what what I'm saying is not rocket science. Okay, what I'm saying is very basic things, but these are the things you want to concentrate on when you're dealing with you know heart issues, when you're dealing with you know weakness issues and things like that. But you have to start them, you know, when you're younger, uh, if you can. You know, when you're younger, and I mean, you know, if you're in your 30s and your 40s, if you can. But if you're not having any heart issues, even when you're getting older, still get, you know, still keep these things in mind because you don't want to eventually develop. Remember, a lot of times people who have heart attacks have no symptoms before they have them. So you can have a, an artery being blocked and have no idea what's going on, okay, uh, until it actually comes out as a heart attack. So I just want you to make sure that you keep these things in mind keep the blood flowing in your body circulation and again the exercise is going to help with the circulation and help with um, just help in general keep your heart functioning properly okay so that's you know just just a general class in cardiovascular health I mean obviously there's more that can be said about it but you know we're looking at things in a natural way to try to you know, stave off any kind of heart problems in general as you go along. But even if you've got heart issues, um, you know, you can take some natural things. You know, obviously, if you are on any kind of medications or anything like that, you're going to talk to your doctor before you start any kind of program, no matter what. That's number one. But these are the things that can help you and, um, you know, keep your heart strong in general and keep things moving functionally so you can have a long, healthy life. Okay, so that's it for this week. Hope you guys got some good information. Uh, again, if you have questions for me, you can uh, email them to me. Go to georgebatista.com and, uh, you know, just type in your uh, question. I'll be able to answer it in the air. So until next week, have a great week, everybody. Take care and be well. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today.